ladies and gentlemen, welcome, 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 one and all. This is Rise Up, folks. We are literally crushing it right now. Uh, episode, what are we, episode number 33. Welcome, 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 one and all. I really, really appreciate you guys being here. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. I said, hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar roar. How many of you have ever heard that song before? That song gets me so pumped up. Of course, we got to bring on the LFA family and see what you guys are thinking of that song. Let your what, uh, Love your t-shirt. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. The lion is exposing all the evil. Hope eyes open. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, everyone, says happy girl. How are you? Has it started, says T. Mitchell. Yes, and you just missed a great song. (laughs) Sorry about that. I guess you have power, Jeremy. Well, yeah, tomorrow's the day we may not have power. Not today, tomorrow. Uh, Lisa, my daddy went home early. Yes, we're going to be talking about that. Breaks my heart as well. Uh, Great song, Jeremy. Roar, says Marilyn. They were awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, they are. Did the snowstorm take out Jeremy's power? No, not yet. We don't have the snowstorm yet. It's coming later today. Kristen Donovan, that was the first time I ever heard it. Never heard it, but love it. Has the bad weather started yet? No, the bad weather starts today. As a matter of fact, producer Eli will be going home early today because the storm is supposed to start sometime this afternoon. And it's not just supposed to be a regular snowstorm, folks. We love the snow up here in New Hampshire, okay? We drive all over in the snow. It's not about the driving. What we're getting is a 40-mile-per-hour ice uh, rain and ice freezing rainstorm after we get eight inches of snow. So it's about to get real up here in the live free or die state. So if I'm not able to make it tomorrow live, I will have one of the other hosts fill in for me. Please make sure that you show them the same love that you show me. We've got a great show lined up for you today, folks. Um, LVC1 said that's my first time hearing it today too. Well, you know what? That's your new favorite song. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Oh, I love that song. Absolutely love that song. Um, Folks, we've got April Moss joining us today to talk a little bit uh, about the revival of Jesus that we are experiencing right now. She'll be on at quarter past here just in a few minutes. So we're going to make sure that we say our prayers first. But also we're going to be talking about going home early. You know, a lot of us have wondered why people are taken early, why the righteous are taken early. And some of us don't understand why. Some of us never get over it. Some of us uh, have a, a, a broken heart for far too long. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that today as we go through our devotional books. So, you know, it's going to be a pretty, uh, it might be a pretty uh, powerful and emotional show for you, especially if you've had a loved one uh, pass away recently, or if you ever had somebody go home earlier than you hoped they would. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be touching on all that today but really the reason why I asked April Moss to come on today now you guys know April she's been on the show uh live from America before but she's never been here on Rise Up so you're going you're about to see another side of April Moss that you've never seen before uh you guys have seen this side of me and I want to get before we go to a prayer I want to give you a story tell you a story that happened this morning and I'm sure he'd be fine with me uh talking about his his uh 
his private life with God. But you guys know the megaphone Marine Cordy Williams, right? Well, Cordy, um, hold on. You may have to, you may have the show muted. Hover over the bottom to see if your volume is up. Okay, somebody said there's no volume. Yeah, you may have no volume on your, uh, on your actual uh, screen itself. So make sure you got your volume up. Cordy Williams called me this morning. Now he's three hours behind. So when he was talking to me, it was 5 a.m. where he was, and it was uh, 8 a.m. where I am. And uh, I never take phone calls that early because I'm busy, you know, getting the show going, getting this morning show going, doing, you know, getting ready, gearing up. It takes a lot of work. You don't just turn, sit down and press live and you're live. It takes a lot of work. Uh, So Cordy called me this morning. Now, Cordy's been wanting to talk to me for a while about doing a show on LFA TV, but he's conflicted. Um, yes, Cordy was at the reawaken. Yes, he was. He's conflicted because he doesn't, God is calling him to do something and he doesn't know what. And boy, he got that answer this morning. Let me tell you what, he got smacked in the face this morning with some Jeremy Harrell and some Jesus in his life. And boy, let me tell you, it's exactly what he needed to hear. And God literally got him up, rise up early in the morning, 5 a.m., called me and everything, all his questions were uh, validated at, uh, at that moment. Not from me, but from the Holy Spirit through me. And boy, was it amazing. It was amazing. And we may see Cordy Williams join us in a devotional show of his own here on LFA TV. We need more soldiers of Christ. We need more people out there with the armor of God on. We need one nation under the armor of God, folks. And that's what's happening. The revival of Jesus is happening. It's a real thing. And I am so very grateful for it. Having said that, please bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, boy, you are a wonderful, wonderful father, a merciful father, a father that gives us blessings that we don't deserve, a father that gave up his only son so that all of us could have a way to come home. Whether we come home late to whether we come home early, in our minds, in your time, it's always on time. We thank you for that. Lord, help guide us through today's message. Help guide us through today's message to where it will give people exactly the kind of peace that they need for loved ones that have gone, uh, have, have passed. Lord, I ask you to bless April Moss. I ask you to bless this podcast and this show. I ask you to bless the listeners, the viewers, the sharers, the the donors, everybody who's involved in this LFA family. Lift us up, Lord. Show us the way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremy, that was wonderful. Praise God. Well, thank you, Shelly. Thank you very much. Cindy, anytime you need. Who got snow last night in the area? I'm just reading some of your comments here. So again, April Moss will be on in just a minute. Uh, While we're waiting for her to come on, please allow me to read from the first devotional book. Now keep in mind, folks, that today's show is titled Going Home Early. And it's talking about going home early, right? Um, But also keep in mind that we are experiencing a revival unlike anybody has ever witnessed before that's alive today. The 70s Jesus revival, that was big. This revival that we're experiencing now is already, already on a path to blow that away. And God is calling his people. I need you to listen up. I need you to perk your ears up. I need you to open your eyes. I need you to share this video. I need you to share this show. I need you to get it out to the world. Because ladies and gentlemen, we are spreading gospel, not gossip here today. And we need to get it out there. So let's go to our first 
uh, devotional, and then we will get right into our interview with April. Now, we talked about going home early, right? Funny enough, today's devotional from One Minute Prayer for Dads to start out the show is titled Blessings, and it's from 1 Chronicles 16.43, and it says, David went home to bless his household. Many dads don't understand their importance in the family, especially today, folks, especially today. Men today are looked at almost as like second-class citizens, but yet men, and I'm not complaining or anything like that. I know where I know where I stand in the eyes of the Lord. You know what I mean? I have no regrets about who I am as a man or my role in my family, but men around the country today are almost looked at as second-class citizens, especially if you're a saltine American like myself and you call yourself peach-colored, right? Because we're not white. That's weird. Um, except for Bad Moon's cousin. He's, he's white. Um... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. Um, men in, in society are almost second-class citizens, but yet they are held like to such a high standard. And you better make sure that you're getting everything done exactly how the world wants you to get it done, or you're a bad man, you're a bad father, you're a bad husband, you're a womanizer, whatever it is, right? You're chauvinistic. Many dads don't understand their importance in the family. Modern attitudes often demean the role of the father in the family, amen? Especially on TV sitcoms. Look no further. How many times have you seen a TV sitcom where the father is an absolute moron or he screws everything up, but yet he's the one who has to hold it all together or else he's a loser? But a good dad is a childhood asset that most kids need, even crave. Christian dads... Realize your worth today to your family. Step up to the plate and be the blessing that your family needs you to be. Be the father that your father is to you. Anything else is subpar. Lord, going home at the end of the workday should bring blessings to my family and to me. Some days when I come home, though, I'm the one who needs the blessings. And my kids who bring me, it's my kids who bring me back to reality. They and their mom are my sources of blessings. They sustain me, encourage me, and yes, sometimes frustrate me. But they are my treasure, and I thank you for them. I thank you today for, your ble- for the blessing of being a good dad, their dad, the dad they need. I cannot tell you how many times before I was walking with the Lord that I used to come home, and I used to be in a bad mood from work, whatever it was, And I'd come in and my wife would tell my kids, don't talk to dad for the first 15 minutes that he comes home. Let him settle in. How selfish was I? They just want to see dad. Dad, look what I did. Are you proud of me? Dad, look what happened today. Look at the grade that I got. Aren't you so happy? And who am I to say, ah, back up. Leave me be. I'm the king of this castle. What a selfish way. So I started, um, what I would have to do in my early years with Jesus is when I get home, I would have to, uh, you know, sit in my driveway for a little while and just sit there and just get myself ready to go inside. Get myself ready to go inside. What do you mean? I should be jumping out of that car. I'm home. I got to come home. I should be jumping out of the car, getting in the house, hugging my kids. So that's how I dealt with it in my early years. You know how I deal with it now? I pray after work and I say, before I leave the studio, I look at it and I say, thank you for the studio. 
Thank you for the studio. Thank you for this ability to digitally reach out and have fellowship with my LFA family. And then I say, and then I pray to go home. And I ask me coming home, ask for those blessings when I come home. Let me be happy for my kids. Let my kids be happy to see me. Let me not push them away. How selfish. How selfish. That's not a way to raise your kids. Your kids are never going to be able to carry on the revival of Jesus with that kind of a uh, thinking that they're a problem, thinking that they're a burden, thinking that they're a nuisance in their parents' lives. So having said that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to bring on our guest, April Moss. Now, you know, April has been here many times for Live from America, uh, but never been here as a guest on Rise Up. And being a sister in Christ and being such a strong public voice for Christ, I, I figured that it was definitely high time that we had April come on Rise Up. So without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss April Moss. April, thank you for being here today. Good morning, Jeremy. It's great to see you. And um, congratulations for getting me up early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to rise up, right? You got to rise up. We got our Rise Up coffee here. No, I'm glad that you did because uh, you know, we talk about how, you know, there's a revival right now of, of Jesus in this country like I've never experienced. Now, it's hard to say because I was never a Christian before 2016, and I really didn't understand my journey with Jesus until maybe 2020. Um, wow. And as I go in every day, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm closer and closer with Jesus. I'm closer and closer with God. So, you know, you look back and you go, well, how could I ever have thought that? How could I have thought that? But in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever experienced this revival. Are you, um, as a sister in Christ, um, mm -hmm. are you experiencing the same thing as you travel around this country? So I feel like I'm sort of in this bubble because I, everywhere I go, I'm, I'm with Christian people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like I'm probably, you know, not the best person to ask that question because, you know, whatever events I'm going to, I'm usually surrounded by Christians. And that's just because there's a lot of Christians that are in our movement, right. For freedom. Right. Um, but, but I do spend, it's interesting because, um, I, I got saved and had an amazing, a, a really amazing experience where I experienced the presence of Jesus. Like I'd never felt it before when I was 22, 22, wow. 23. Wow. And it, and my, Twins um, were one year old. I, I, you know, was a new mom, a young mom, and I had been raised in the Lutheran church my whole life. Um, so I, I had no, uh, a knowledge of, of God, believed in Jesus as the, my Lord and Savior, but I didn't have um, a deeper personal relationship with him until I was 23. And that radically changed my life. Um, and I was a completely different person the, you know, from one day and I wasn't a bad, it's not, I was never one of these people that, you know, I don't have some kind of crazy background or story of, you know, right. Oh, Just I was an average sinner. Right. Average yeah. Right. Sinner, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but I, you know, when I first got saved, I couldn't listen to secular music anymore. I oh, just, I my spirit did not, couldn't handle it. I, I only listened to worship music. Yeah. I mean, and so over the years, um, you know, I mean, that was a, that was a long time ago. And, um, over the years, as I've raised my children, I'm just so grateful that the Lord saved me when my babies were young, because mm. I was able to raise them up 
um, not just teaching them about God, but showing them how they can have that personal relationship with him too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's key because a lot of Christian parents um, who, who maybe need to have a deeper relationship with the Lord, they tend to think that, well, if I just take them to um, church and if I maybe just put them in uh, Christian school, then that, that, that'll be enough. And I just, um, that's sad because what happens is that child grows up and they say things like, well, yes, I, I know about God, but you know, I had to be in school, you know, learning about the Bible. So I really don't want to read it for fun Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And, um, And there's that disconnect, right, between the relationship that Jesus wants to have with all of us. And, you know, obviously it's beneficial to know the word, but there's a lot of people that know the word, but they're not applying it to their life. That's right. So um, I don't think I answered your question there. Well, no, it's okay because first of all, we we just talked the other day about the fellowship of the believers in Mm -hmm. uh, Acts uh, 42, 1 and 2, I believe it was. Uh, but we were talking about the fellowship of believers and how it's, you know, uh, that we should be around other like-minded people uh, constantly because that's how we grow in spirit, right? Uh, somebody who speaks in tongue does it for God. Somebody who spe- who prophesies and grows the, sp- uh, grows the church, grows uh, through fellowship, that's, that's for, that's for um, the church, right? That's for yes. to, to, to build and grow the church. And it's very important to, to surround yourself with believers your entire life. So where, so here's my thing is I am a new Christian, right? 2016. And really, Mm -hmm. and really wasn't, wasn't, I feel like every day I'm saved more than I was the day before. Right. So it's hard to say I was saved in 2016 when I was just taking my very first baby step with, with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this seven years now, seven years going on seven years, this October, um, I still brought my secular life. I, I, I was, I'm 43 now. So I was 36, mm-hmm. right? I had 36 mm-hmm. years of secular life that I mm-hmm. brought into my journey with Jesus. And the cool thing about that is, is that those first couple years, maybe it's because I wasn't close with Jesus like I am now, but I didn't see, I didn't see secular TV shows or secular music bending to the will of Jesus. Maybe I wasn't looking for it. Maybe it wasn't happening. April in the last, ever since Roe v. Wade, you're hearing people talk about Jesus on ESPN. You're hearing people talk about Jesus on CNN. You're hearing people talk about Jesus. You're seeing strong voices online speaking in the name of God that I never saw in 2014, 2015, 2016. You're seeing people with platforms speaking in the name of Jesus now and giving all their glory and God or love to God and Jesus where they didn't do that, you know, before. Not like they're doing it now. You're seeing people wearing, you know, clothings with cro- with crosses on them, not pastors, not just pastors. It seems mm-hmm. to me like the name of Jesus is literally just I wouldn't want to say forcing uh, people to their knees, but it is really more abundant now. Uh, The Chosen was a big part of that. I think the series The Chosen, you know, um, uh, Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in that. He's in a new movie with uh, uh, the guy who was on Cheers. I can't remember. Kelsey Grammer uh, called Jesus Revival. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I just and it's and The Chosen is breaking records. Like when it put out when they put the this new season out in theaters, they couldn't get enough. 
There was too many people. They had to open up more yeah. theaters. They had to open up more theaters. Uh, I've never seen anything like this, April. And I'm just so it's, glad it's excellent. to be a part well, of it. Well, I, I, it's so good that you're saying that. You know, and I, I want to clarify too. I am around a lot of unsaved people that mm. are, that are in our movement of freedom, you know, especially medical freedom. Sure. And, um, and what I try to do is, um, you know, just share my witness, right. And let that, and, and the way that I treat people and let that be a gentle way of, of having them experience Jesus. Right. Because, mm we are Jesus wherever we go to, to those people. That's right. And, um, and I, and I'm really glad to hear you say, I, I really don't watch TV. So, um, but I love the chosen and I, w my whole family, we've, we've really, really loved the series um, so ever good. since it started. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. I do think that with all of this awakening, great awakening, and as people learn more about what's going on in Hollywood and um, you know, you have to, I don't know how you couldn't come to a point of saying like, okay, this is some really dark, evil stuff. Right. I, I need to get right with the Lord. You know, I need to get right with Jesus. So that's, that is encouraging that more and more people, especially as sad, as sad as it is, it, it took a tragedy, like what happened to Damar Hamlin yeah. for people to pray. You know, yeah. I did see that clip as well. Yeah. But, well, and not only that, April, and since you don't watch, I don't really watch TV either. I, but my, uh -huh. you know, being in my job, I'm con I'm covering so many things. I just, it's I so see true. It how do we have time? Yeah, how do we have time? Uh, but I don't even get to watch Bannon anymore. I don't even get to watch the War Room. How how bad is that? I feel so bad. Uh, but anyway, um, not only that, if you there was a couple weeks ago, you might have seen it going around on on social media. They were they were praying and speaking in, in the newsroom booth, like in you know where they they go to the court and then they come mm -hmm. back and you got your four panelists there. They were saying prayers right there on ESPN on national TV to Jesus Christ. Amazing. I never seen anything like that, especially by a Disney owned corporation like ESPN. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I just think that you know we talk about it here all the time. Um, God dwells, Jesus dwells at rock bottom. That's where you find mm -hmm. him. And, that, and that's why so many people who go to prison find God in jail because Jesus yeah. dwells at rock bottom. When you hit rock bottom, that's not a bad thing. That means you're, if, you can, if you can find Jesus there and you can, and you can uh, start walking with him there, then you are built up such a new person. It's almost like so much weight lifted off your shoulders. Yes. You know, that rock bottom tends to be a, a, a first step towards, you know, greatness. It's just, it's just a wonderful mm -hmm. Thing. And I think some people look at rock bottom and they're like, oh, my life is It's like, no, you're in a good position right now. This is an opportunity for you. Yes. You know, yep. um, it's I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's I mean, really, your life is only going to go up from there, you know. So I want you to this. So what we do here is my this show rise up is my personal journey with Jesus made public to everybody to see. So there's times amazing. where we break down and ball and cry here. And I'm condemned mm -hmm. here. I'm convicted in front of people's eyes. Not my idea of a good time, uh, but what God wanted me to do with this show. So it's a very private, very public display of, uh, uh, of my journey with Jesus. So uh, having you on, uh, I want you to, uh, I want to bring you through uh, some of my devotion with me. And then I'd like to touch on it um, uh, before, before I let you go today. And today, uh, our title of our show is Going Home Early. And what that means is so many people, uh, we say, are taking too early, right? 
uh, mm -hmm. righteous people that are godly people. Well, the Bible says if you're a righteous person, you know, to live a long, uh, long life, be righteous, be uh, uh, obey God's commandments and you live a long life. But then why do righteous people die early? And I think a lot of people get conflicted with um, the Bible and say the Bible is got, you know, conflicts in it. It's it's conflicting from one thing to another. And they really don't understand. They're taking things mm -hmm. out of context. And, right. and and when I was reading from Isaiah this morning and mm -hmm. Isaiah tells us, I'm kind of I'm going to go there right now, actually. Isaiah 57 one is where I got my newsletter from. And it said the righteous perisheth and no man layeth it to heart and merciful men are taken away. None considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil yet to come. So you read that and then, yeah. you, and then you read the rest of it in context. And it's talking about the men who were in this adulterous, you know, the, the church body that were being adulterers. Right. And that were that were lavish, you know, that were lusting and this, that and the other. That's what this is talking about. But this verse stuck out at me. It said the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. And we all know that God's time is not our time. Right. And yeah. our time is not God's time. Who are we to say that somebody's taken too early? We only right. judge that because we feel that we, by default, get 100 years on this earth. But your purpose for life, there was a purpose in your birth. There's a purpose in your life and there's a purpose in your death. I really believe. And I don't think that people that are taken away to, um, to heaven, uh, at, say, at a young age, say 40 or 50, I don't agree with saying they were taken too early because how do we know that God wasn't taking them away from any evil that was yet to come to them? We don't know. What is your take on that? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I always look at it this way. Uh, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. So mm. if they're a believer, mm. you know, if they're a believer, then then that's the most amazing thing. My kids and I have had these discussions before and um, especially when 2020 hit and we realized the gravity of the situation we were living in, the times that we were in and what the globalists were trying to do. And and we all were just like, wow, you know, um, this is incredibly uh, scary. Right. On one hand. But on another hand, it's like, OK, well, um, we hope that the Lord, you know, takes us or, you know, we're not afraid of death. If you're a Christian, you, you should never be afraid of death. I mean, I'd much rather be in heaven tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, me right. Too. I mean, me of too. course, do I, do I want to raise my children and, and do I want, you know, to, to, um, experience all those things of growing old and as having grandkids and those types of things? Yes. Yes. But, um, you know, as hard as it is when you lose a loved one, if you know that they are saved and they love Jesus, then it's a celebration. That's right. It's a celebration. It's a going home celebration. Well, that's what I, and that's why I called it going home early. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and think about this, April, and, I, and I'm going to say this in my newsletter later, but yes, I'm going to let my son come join us. Oh, if yes, that's okay. Bring him in. He bring just woke in. up this morning and yes. he wants his mama. Yes. Come I here. understand Mr. that. Jeremy is right here. No, no, okay. just stay right here. Well, Sorry. <laughs> no, so, well, we'll let you, we'll let you go uh, right okay. after this, but I just want to make this point in life. If you're at school and you have a snow day or it's close to summer and your teacher says, Hey, everybody you get to go home early. You jump for joy, right? If you're at work and your boss says, Hey, April, you know what? You've been working hard. Get out of here. Go home early. You jump for joy. Why wouldn't we jump for joy about the people who get to go home early? 
when it comes to heaven too, right? So, uh, April, I know you got to go. You're being a good mom, and I love you so very much. I wish we had more time. But will you please come back on Rise Up another time and talk more about yes, Christ? Yes, Jeremy, I'll always wake up early to join your show. Awesome. <laughs> Likewise. All right, April, thank, thank you for joining us. God bless you, and have a great day, okay? God bless you, Jeremy. Thank all right, you so much. Thank you so much. So see that uh, we all have a role to play, ladies and gentlemen, and she's playing the role of mom right now. She got a little, uh, her little son there that needs mom, and, and there's nothing better than that, right? So um, I want to pop on the chat. First of all, I want to say thank you very much to RJ Cat for a $500 donation. A lot of hard-earned money uh, is donated to, this, to this, uh, our efforts here, and it's truly remarkable. Truly remarkable. Hazel says, I would be dead without Jesus. All that I have gone through, but I see Jesus he has led the hope me the whole way. Amen. Mateo says, thank you to April. Bad Moon says, bless your family, April Moss. Did you hear that little, her little boy wanting his mommy? Oh, that was so nice. Um, dear Lord, please bless each and every one here and off this chat. We pray for health, nourishment, prosperity, and for all. And bless Jeremy for sharing his calling with us. Amen. There you go, folks. Because there can be worry, they won't go to heaven. Well, we're not talking about people passing away early. We're talking about righteous people passing away early, right? We're talking about people that we know we're right with God passing away early. That's kind of what we're focusing on here because the verse talks about the righteous leaving early, not just people leaving early. Like, I understand that people dying is people leaving early. Yeah, definitely. But we're talking about people who are already saved. That's who I'm talking about. Uh, Heather says, I finally got my husband, Mike, to join for the first time today. He is growing in his walk with God. Can you give him a shout out, please? Mike, let me just tell you this, brother. Okay, let me take these off. Let me get serious with you here for a minute. I would have taken my glasses off, Mike, but I already took them off. So let me get serious with you here for a minute, brother, okay? Uh, I don't know what age you are, uh, but taking your first steps with the Lord is scary. It's great. It's wonderful. It's inviting. It's curious. You don't really know what you're doing is right or wrong. You, you ask questions, which by the way, is very important. Make, ask all the questions that you can to, to people because God will use people to direct you the right way. But let me tell you this, brother, there's going to be times where you question, uh, all of this when you do, and I'm not talking about just regular questions that you might have about the Bible. That's one thing. I'm talking about questioning this journey at all. Why do this if this ha- Why do this if this happens? Why do this if this happens? When you come to the, when you get those times, Mike, when you get to those times, and you will if you're in a new journey with you, uh, seclude yourself and speak to God by yourself. Don't let a man influence that uh, point, that, uh, which way you go at that point. Talk to God himself. He's right here, brother. I can tell you that right now. He's already in your heart. You don't need to go looking for him. He's right here. Now, I strengthened my relationship, not with the Bible at first, to be honest with you, Mike. My strengthening in the Lord came with people like Ken Ham, Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, you know, testimonies, videos, uh, I was on YouTube constantly with my, in my mornings trying to read devotional books, trying to have that devotional book point me to where it is in the Bible so that I could understand it before I went and read it. And then I had more questions, but I'd always be watching something, some people that I trusted, like a Ken Ham or a Ray Comfort. And I tell you one thing, watching Ray Comfort's videos, and by the way, there's years of them there, go watch them, every morning helped with my journey to Jesus. Everybody's different. 
But there's no, there's nothing else like time with the Lord. There's nothing else like time with the Lord for yourself. Not even reading the Bible, just talking to God. Okay? So that is my advice for you, Mike. Uh, Patriot Husky said, I must admit, since Rise Up, I have been doing much better in life. I'm a better man because I start my day with all of you in Jesus. So thank you. I can say more, but just wanted you to know this. That's how I feel too, man. That's how I feel too. I am a better person today than I was 33 episodes ago. I'm a better person today than I was 33 episodes ago. And Mike, if I could give you any more advice, it would be this. No food unless you get the word of God into you. No breakfast if you have no Bible. And no conversation with anybody unless you have conversation with Jesus first. Start and end your day with Jesus. And then you'll bring Jesus more and more throughout your day. And then Jesus will be right with you. Jesus is right here with me. Would you like to talk to him? Jesus, go ahead. Jesus is sitting right here with me. Jesus is right there in front of me on a big painting. I have a Coffee and Jesus poster uh, picture right up there. Every book around me has the name Jesus on it. And I talk to Jesus more than I talk to all of you. So, uh, Mike, if you ever need anything, just come right here every morning. All right, brother? And we love you. God bless you. And, and, let, and just to let you know, when you decided to take that first step with the Lord, regardless of what age you were, angels in heaven threw a party in anticipation for you to come home. I can guarantee that. All right, let's move on, folks. We got 350 likes. We got over 1,100 people watching. Let's share, let's share, and let's rumble. Here we go. Creation. Romans 9.21. Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay, some pottery for special purposes and some for common use. Talking about the creator, right, folks? Psalm 103, 19. God has set up his kingdom in heaven and he rules the whole creation. God has created a glorious world and he has freely given it to us. The early quiet of the day is a beautiful time to encounter the Lord. Give him your early hours. That's why we have rise up, right? Give him your early hours, it says. And he will give you all the blessings you can hold. Rise up, folks. Do you give the Lord your early hours? Do you brew that rise up gourmet coffee in the morning and sip coffee with us and give your Lord, Lord and Savior the thankfulness and the, and the attention that he needs? Our, uh, our Milius says, rise up helps me get my day off and on the right path. I'm here almost every day. Love the LFA family. I concur. I raise my voice to you in the morning, Lord. Help me appreciate your new day and use it to the fullest. Amen. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. I raise that hallelujah every morning. One, G- one year with Jesus in the Gospels. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. On this January 25th. Can you believe that it is January 25th already? Can you believe it? Where can I get a coffee and Jesus poster? Pretty much anywhere. You can get shirts, posters, just go online. You can find them pretty much anywhere. However, folks, I do want to remind you guys that there are 500 American business 
uh, businesses on the America Strong Company tab. 500 businesses. Look through there before you buy anything and buy your money with like-minded people, right? Jeremy's a good salesman, <laughs> says Lacey. <laughs> oh, by the way, Lacey, uh, everybody, if you guys end up buying CBD and Lacey helps you, feel free to use her promo code too. I mean, I know we need people to use this promo code LFA in order to keep the sponsor, but you know what? Uh, Lacey's such a help. She's such a great person. Um, so if you ever uh, want to help her out as well, then help her too. Okay, here we are. Knowing who we are. Woo! Is that not a topic of discussion all the time here? Knowing who we really are, not who the world wants us to be? Matthew 4.3 says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. We've talked about this before, haven't we? We've talked about this before. James Henry says, Hallelujah, our weapon is a melody. He knows. He knows that song. Two of Satan's three temptations began with the words, if you be the son of God. Well, Jesus was the son of God. But he did have a human body that had to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of God. It took faith for the physical mind of Jesus to believe the witness of the spirit within him. And he was the Messiah. Satan was attacking the most basic of his beliefs. This must have been a temptation for Jesus, or Satan would not have used it. Satan is very subtle in his temptations. Mike, are you listening? Listen up, Mike. It may have looked like he was trying to get Jesus to perform a miracle, but he was actually trying to make Jesus waver in his faith of who he was he tried to get Jesus to draw on the supernatural power of God to confirm it to the devil and himself. Now, unlike Jesus, we sometimes fall for this trick of the devil. We may say that we are arguing for some truth of the gospel, but many times we are hoping to convince ourselves. Someone who really knows who he is in Christ and knows what he believes doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. That's where I am, folks. I got to be honest with you. That's where I am. I am so comfortable, not in my skin, not in my body, not in my mind. I am comfortable at a spiritual level. I know now who I am. I also know what I was created to do, and I'm doing it right now. And if it wasn't for Live from America and the political aspect of all this, I wouldn't be here either. Every step was a step to get you towards to be who you were created to be. And once you're there, and you know that God is the one who led you there via the, the, the narrow path with Jesus holding your hand and the Holy Spirit helping guide you, no person, no news, no amount of bashing, no amount of cancel culture, no amount of destroying your reputation, reputation no amount of anything, insults, arrows, nothing can stop me. Nothing. I am so comfortable with that right now. I feel like I am literally a, a sword on fire for God. You know that, you know that, uh, that fire sword that God uh, put at the entrance of, of the Garden of Eden so that, uh, the, so that Adam and Eve couldn't get back in there? That's what I feel like I am. I 
I'm going to share that hallelujah song on Facebook today, said Peggy. My neighbor told me that I should stop talking about God because we are haters. Actually, we are lovers. We are lovers. And we want you to experience the same love that we experience. Jeremy, maybe we should sing along with a song at the end of each program. Can you put the lyrics at the bottom of the screen? Singing to God is the ultimate praise. I will do that today. I will. I will. Mateo says, put on the armor of God. I have it on right now. One nation under the armor of God. And we got these shirts, folks. If you want the shirt, it's available. Let me get back into this. The funny thing about this is, is this is having me read from Isaiah 30. And this morning's, um, this morning's newsletter is actually from Isaiah. This is how God directs my path, folks. Isaiah 30, 15 says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Let the Lord build your confidence in who you are in him. Pretty powerful stuff. It's basically telling you exactly, exactly who you are and then exactly how to go out about life uh, applying who you are. Again, you're not here just to be here. You think God plucked you from heaven and put you into a meat puppet body in order to just exist and consume resources, and then die and bounce back to heaven? No. You're here for a reason. Find it and do it. Fulfill your life. Fulfill God's plans. Or you're slapping him in the face. It's that simple. Sass says, I love the shirt, but I can't wear one that's close to my nest, uh, neck and snuggled. I get that. That's why we have some that are V-neck, but this one doesn't come in V-necks. Hazel says, I'm going to get one today. Well, look at that. That's awesome. By the way, we have an overstock sale there too, $15 an item. I can't wait to meet everyone for a Bible revival meeting with Jeremy. Yeah, we're going to plan that. Again, folks, I don't even know how to go about starting that, but we're going to let the Lord direct that. It will happen, and it will be at the Ark Ark Encounter in, in, uh, in Kentucky. Need new shirts? Rise up shirts. Yep, we're getting there. We're trying to get rid of our old stock. Because we don't, you know, we're not a huge company that we could just buy, you know, that amount, you know, uh, buying different sizes and different colors costs thousands and thousands of dollars. And we don't have that. So we got to sell off our old overstock and then we're going to get some new shirts for the new year. I need someone to post the song from the opening. Well, we're going to post it back when we start, uh, when we go at the end of the show. But I'll tell you, the name of the song is Lion and it is uh, featuring Chris Brown and Brandon Lake, Elevation Worship. Lion elevation worship just so you guys know all right all right let's get back to it every day with jesus i love this book so much it's one of my favorite books thank you to uh linda and sam majaya i love them so very much the greatest prophet coming from john 330 and it says he must increase but i must decrease he must increase but i must decrease Jesus said in Luke 7:28 quote among those that are born of woman there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist there's not a greater prophet than John 
the Baptist. Not Elijah, not Elisha, none of them. Not Jeremiah, none of them. Not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. I believe the story of John shows us the main reason Jesus called him the greatest prophet that ever lived. John the Baptist spent 30 years in preparation for his ministry. He didn't enjoy the normal benefits of childhood nor adolescence. Okay? He lived out in a desert, away from people and separated unto God. Then finally, for approximately six months, he enjoyed success in his ministry like no other man ever had. He got to baptize Jesus. I mean, come on, folks. He got to baptize our Lord and Savior. John the Baptist got to cradle God in his arms and baptize him. Wow. The multitude, the multitudes flocked to the wilderness to hear him preach. You know why? Because they were hungry. They were starving for the real word because the Pharisees and the Sadducees were giving them fake word, much like most of the religions do today. He became the most influential man in Israel and was known to the Roman rulers. Then one day he baptized Jesus in the Jordan River and proclaimed him the Messiah. From that moment on, the multitudes and even his own disciples began to follow Jesus in an ever-increasing number. This would have destroyed most men. But when he was questioned about it, John replied, He must increase, but I must decrease. Wow. Shortly after that, he was imprisoned, and after one and a half years in a dark cell, he was beheaded. Wow. John's, greatest, John's greatness didn't lie in his own success, but in the success of another. That's why, folks, this world is so bad, because so many people are so jealous when somebody else gets something. Eli, come in here for a minute. When somebody else on this network does something amazing or gets something amazing or gets really high views or really high shares or gets a sponsor deal on their own and, and gets money, what do I say when we see them doing like well? That's amazing. Good for them. I'm so happy for them. Folks, I love to see others do better than me myself. I will never be a millionaire. I could be. I could go back to doing the job I was doing, making very high salary. I could be a millionaire then by saving. I could actually grow LFA TV and sell out if I wanted to. There's been people asking to, do, to, to, to basically have control and ownership over LFA TV and bring it under their brand. I would never do that. I will never be a millionaire and have that kind of earthly success because it's not meant for me. But it may be meant for others. Could be meant for Mike Crispy. Could be meant for Anna Perez. Could be meant for Sean Farish. And I hope it is. I don't want it. I want to live comfortably like anybody else. Duh. 
But I don't want that. I got what I want right here. Right here. Right here. I got what I want. John the Baptist. John and Paul are my... Those are the people I look up to. John the Baptist and Paul, formerly known as Saul, those are the people that I look up to. I want to be like them. I want to give up everything so that everybody else has everything. I don't know why. I do not like seeing other people go without. One of the reasons we started the Slurp Fund, and we're going to be raising some money today for some folks on LFA. But one of the reasons we started the Slurp Fund is because I it pains me so much to see somebody else going without. I don't know why. I hate it. Anytime I see somebody asking for money on the side of the road, I give it to them. I don't care who they are. I don't care what anybody says about, well, they're just going to go do this with it. Oh, they're there every day and they probably make more money than you. It's not my place. I give them money because God, I do it out of the gesture and I hate to see people in need. I hate it. I lived in a five by eight cement cell in solitary confinement for 13 months. Not a bars on my door, but a steel door. A steel door, a thick steel door with a chuck hole that opened up and gave me three meals a day. I got to get three letters a week if anybody wrote me. And I got three books a week. I got to take one shower a week. And that was on Tuesdays. I learned to love and live without anything. Maybe that's why I want to see others have everything. I don't know. But I don't need it all. I am so happy right where I am. And I just needed you guys to know that, folks. I just needed you to know that. If this is going to be a personal show, I need you guys to understand who I am at a molecular, at a spiritual level. Lisa says, I never pray for myself. I always pray for others. Awesome. Awesome. Once you place the money in their hands, it's on them, not you. Exactly. We need everyone to prosper. I was once wealthy and I lost it all. I don't wish on anyone what happened to me. Yeah, I prosper spiritually as long as I can pay my bills and I can do some little extra with my kids, go out to dinner, maybe go skiing with them. I'm good. I don't want all that stuff. I don't want it all. I just don't. Anyway, folks, we're going to get to the uh, we're going to get to the morning newsletter. Very powerful morning newsletter. Give me a second here. Let's get to that. Now, you guys already heard me read it to April, but I'm going to read it again to you too. And it's called Going Home Early. And I said, I pray that you are in communication with the Lord this morning and that peace and joy and love have filled your heart. Today is going to be a tough topic for some, but comforting at the same time. We'll be talking about going home early. This is a profound statement. We will also be joined by April Moss, a sister in Christ, to talk about a Jesus revival. Thank you for being a part of my journey with Jesus. And here's your verse. Isaiah 57.1 says this. 
The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering the righteousness is taken away from the, for the evil to come. From evil to come. I'm not going to read the rest to you guys right now. I'll read it on uh, LFA like I always do. But folks, just remember, sometimes when the righteous go home early, God's bringing them home early for a reason. And a lot of the time, Isaiah says, that is to keep them shielded from the evil that the, the devil is coming after them with. And he will. And he will. So just remember that. Uh, Jeremy, that newsletter hit home. Yeah, when I read the rest of it for everybody... Uh, it'll hit home for sure. Folks, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to remove the lower third banners on this video so that you guys can see the words. And I want you guys to sing it together in harmony. Let's bring back on that music and let's let us, uh, let's go out with some good music. Lion one more time, folks. Ungoverned with Sean Farish coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it. I love you. Thank you for joining in. God bless you all and peace. Let the light